Hi there. I'm Michael Marvash, and this is The Dead Man's Forest, a weekly conversation about the unique wisdom and knowledge that each of us possesses simply by virtue of having had a unique set of experiences and lived a life that no one else has lived in the history of the universe. I'm having to record the beginning of this episode at home. I had some technical difficulties while up on the mountain today that I did not notice until it was too late. And so I will return you to that audio as soon as it is good enough to understand. So I apologize for any background noises that might happen here at home. I started out the episode by quickly retelling the story of where the name Dead Man's Forest came from. I was on a vision fast in Death Valley, and the clearest vision that I had while I was there was of a dead man, and in place of his head and his heart was this tiny, beautiful, vibrant, living forest that represented his unique wisdom and knowledge. And yet the dead man was sitting in a blasted landscape, completely devoid of all life. And so it was clear that he had never shared of that wisdom and knowledge that the seeds of his forest had never been planted, had never taken root, and had never grown in the wasteland. The idea of the dead man's forest is that each of us has the choice of whether to share or to keep our wisdom and knowledge to ourselves. If we keep it to ourselves, we die in a wasteland. And if we share, then we have a chance of dying in a forest, of being entombed there amongst the wisdom and knowledge that we have shared with the people that our lives have touched. So I took that vision as a warning to me that I need to share the things that I know and I need to listen to the things that other people know because I'm not going to be here forever and I can't wait and keep these things to myself. I have to start the conversation. And that is what Dead Man's Forest is. And with that, I return you to the earlier recorded audio straight from the mountain. And I also took it as an opportunity to seek out the wisdom and knowledge that other people have. Because we all have it. We have all learned lessons through experiences that we have had that no one else has had before us. Our lives are all very different. The paths we take are all very different. And therefore, the, the things that we learn from our lives are all very different. I drive up into the mountains and hike into the forest to record Dead Man's Forest because it's a, a bigger space. There's more peace here and it's easier for me to feel connected to the natural world that has created me and you and all things and it simply helps lower the barriers a little to the sorts of conversations that we have here and it's been about three weeks since I have been able to come up here if you listened last week to episode 17 You'll remember that I had some car trouble and I couldn't get up here two weeks ago when I recorded with John Polstra 
And then last week, since I had never edited a conversation with another person, I wanted to make sure that I had plenty of time to do that, so I, I skipped coming up to the mountain. It's good to be back. It was a really peaceful drive today. Since the weather is cooling down, there's no cyclists on the road, and the construction is done, which means both that there's no construction equipment on the road and that the road is brand new and wide and smooth and has very cleanly painted lines. And I just got a great feeling of peace driving up, walking into the woods and and finding a place to settle down and record my thoughts. You'll also remember that in episode 16, I had been dealing with some emotionally draining situations in my life, and it's surprising to me how much of my energy that can sap, leaving <laughs> leaving very little behind to to deal with relationships and the sorts of things that that I talk about here in the Dead Man's Forest. And so this week is going to be a bit of a, a restart. I'm going to bring in some new conversations that I've had over the last couple of weeks and some thoughts that have occurred to me and explore those a little bit with you. So last weekend, I had a conversation with my mom. Just a normal, see how you're doing, catch up, chat. And she mentioned that she had listened to a few episodes of Dead Man's Forest. And she said something that, that struck me because I had heard it before from someone else. She said, I agree with most of the things that you say, Michael. And I think that I had always known them. I had just never thought to put them into words. It was very similar to something my girlfriend had told me before when I wondered about the utility I guess, of the things that I talk about here in the Dead Man's Forest. And she said, she said almost exactly the same thing. She said, yeah, when I hear you talk about those things, I think I know that. I've always known that. I've just never thought to put it into words before. And after hearing both of them say the same thing, I realized that we all, we people, all come at these kinds of truths from different angles and that my mom and my girlfriend just intuit them they just know them somewhere inside of themselves and I am not that kind of intuitive person I I have to wrestle and think and analyze and and look at things from all kinds of different angles and I have to be able to speak it to put it into words in order to understand what it is, in order to maybe even get a glimpse of what it is. It's almost like if we imagine that truth is this mountain and I'm climbing up the, the cliff on one side of the mountain and carved into the cliff are messages of wisdom <laughs> and I slowly accumulate them through fighting my way up this cliff to the top of this mountain of truth. And, and when I get there, I find people like my mom and my girlfriend sitting there already saying, hey, what took you so long to get here? 
and I tell them about all the messages that I that I picked up on my on my struggle up to the top of the mountain and they say oh yeah I guess we knew those things already but did you know that on this side of the mountain there's a there's a really easy path and uh, you can just kind of wander up it and and get here with a lot less effort than you put in and so that's kind of how I feel after hearing them say those things not that I am being foolish but that I am just different in the way that I when I arrive at, at wisdom, especially wisdom of the heart, which is which is not my natural mode of being. And so I have these conversations with you because I think they're important, because it's important to me to both share what wisdom and knowledge I have managed to gain so far in my life. And also important to me to listen to you and to people like John from last week's conversation and to people like Nancy and Stephen and Jason who you will hear from in the coming weeks. It's important because, like I said before, if we don't share those things, we die in the wasteland. And I don't want that. I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anyone. I want all of us to be able to have these conversations more frequently and more comfortably. And I see in daily life the sorts of conversations people have about last night's football game or about their favorite TV shows or about the weather. And those conversations are fine. Those conversations are about the things that, that are in our lives, about the things that occupy our time, about the things that we give our attention to from time to time. But I think we should also take time to have conversations about meaning, to have conversations about wisdom, to have conversations about how we become better people, and how we live more fulfilling lives. Because those conversations enrich us all together so that I am a part of your forest and you are a part of mine. They bring us closer in a shared wisdom and knowledge. And I think that's, I think that's hugely valuable. And I hope to see more of it in the future. And I hope to see more of it as a result of the work in the Dead Man's Forest. The new idea that I would like to bring to the conversation this week is about a thought that occurred to me. I don't know where it came from. It seemed to kind of bubble up out of nowhere. I'm sure that I've heard it before, but I'm not sure where. When I looked for it online, I could only find one TED Talk. And the thought was this, that we are the stories that we tell ourselves. That thought kind of occurred to me one day, and I, I spent some time pondering what it meant and whether it was true, and if it was true, what, what its implications were. And, and I think if it is not very true, there is a lot of truth to it. We live our lives and things happen to us. And 
we tell ourselves stories about why those things happened or what our role was in them, what our relationship was to the things that, that happened to us in our lives and to the things that we choose to do to bring more of certain things into our lives or to keep certain things out of our lives, the things that we choose to do in reaction to the things that happened to us. And those responses that we have, we have because of stories that we tell ourselves about who we are and about our place and about our relationship to the people around us and to the, the situations that we find ourselves in. So an example of, of how we are the stories that we tell ourselves comes from a friend of mine. And I was talking about this idea about how we are the stories that we tell ourselves. And she said, she said, I'm a kind person. She, and she didn't immediately see that as a story. She said, I'm a kind person. I do nice things. I try to treat people nicely. I try to smile and help them, make them feel better about themselves. And I said, that's not built into you. That's a choice that you have made, a role that you play, a character, if you will, that you play in your relationships with the people around you, both your friendships and your partnerships and your work relationships and even with just casual strangers that you meet. That's a role, a character that you have chosen to play. You don't have to be nice. And that's the power of those stories is that oftentimes we can't even see them. We just think we are the characters that some part of our brain has decided that we are for some reason. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But the, the wonderful result of learning to recognize those stories is that you can start to rewrite them. And it gives you a, great, a much greater degree of control over your life and who you are and the situations that you find yourself in than we often think we have. And these stories are complicated and difficult an example that I started speaking about earlier, but I edited out because I didn't quite say exactly what I wanted to say about it, was the story of being a victim. Think of a time in your life when something bad has happened to you. Not, not terrible, not debilitating, but when someone has said or done something unkind to you. And you can say, I had nothing to do with that. That was unjustly put upon me by that other person. I'm a victim in this situation. And that's the story that you tell yourself. And the challenging thing is that it may be true, and it may not be. There are absolutely situations where terrible things are done to people, and they did nothing to deserve them. You know, we can talk about recent stories in the in the news about Molly Tippetts being murdered and how people are saying she should have done this or she should have done this. Molly was victimized. She did not deserve what was done to her at all and she had no control over it. That's an extreme example, but there are many other examples where someone says or do, does something unkind to you, ends a relationship or steals something or hurts you by 
speaking unkind words. And we can look at that situation and say, I, I didn't do anything. But is that really true in situations where we have a past history and a relationship with the person who has hurt us? Is it true that we are not responsible at all for the way they perceive us? Are we victims in that, in that circumstance? Or can we look at our past and say, if I had done this differently, perhaps that hurtful thing or that injustice that was done to me would not have happened. We all bear some responsibility, at least, for the choices that we've made in the past and the relationships that we have. And if every time something unpleasant happens to us, we simply say, oh, my life is terrible, I'm a victim, then we will continue to give over control to things outside of us because we won't recognize the opportunities that we have to take action to make things better in the future for ourselves. That's a complicated example. Some simpler examples, I struggle with my weight. If you struggle with your weight, and that's the story that you tell yourself and you believe it, you're always going to struggle with your weight. I'm a coward. If you tell yourself a story that you're a coward and you believe that you're a coward, then when you, when you are in situations in the future where you are afraid, you will choose to act in a cowardly manner. And so my conclusion here is, is this. If we are the stories that we tell ourselves, and it seems like to a very great extent we are, then tell yourself a good story. Tell yourself that you're brave. Tell yourself that you're healthy. Tell yourself that you're not a victim. Tell yourself that you're kind, but you're not a pushover. That you're able to stand up for yourself. And here's the thing about, about telling yourself a new story, is whenever you do something new, it's, it's not good. It's not very good. It's a little rough around the edges. You have some lessons to learn. Telling yourself a new story about how you're going to be a healthy person, how you're going to eat healthy and exercise and stay fit, that story is, is going to be rough at first, and you're not, you're not going to fit the character that you're creating for yourself perfectly. But if you stay true to the story and you continue to behave in a way that matches the character in that story. You choose to eat healthy. You choose to exercise. You choose to get enough sleep. You choose not to consume too much, I don't know, sugar or whatever. Then slowly, slowly, you, the person that you are, and the body that you're in, will change to match that story that you're telling yourself. You will get better at telling that story. You will believe it more and more. And soon, you will become the character that you have created for yourself in that story. How else does anyone accomplish anything? St sticking with this example, people who are fit and healthy, how else are they fit and healthy? Unless they are already telling themselves that story that they are. 
people who are in charge of their lives, who are not victims. How else are they that way, except by virtue of having decided to not be a victim, to take control of their lives? And then slowly over time, as they get better and better at telling themselves that story, at being that character, it becomes truer and truer and truer. We are the stories that we tell ourselves. We are the stories that we believe about ourselves. So tell yourself a good story. Believe that you're the character that you want to be. Believe that you're it already. And then work to fit the role. You're in charge. You are in charge of your life and your story and how you choose to respond to the things that happen to you. And I think that's a remarkably liberating message. If you have a story that you'd like to share or a story that you're trying to rewrite in your life, I would love to hear about it. Would you reach out to me on my website, deadmansforest.org? I recently replaced the long list of episodes with a link to the podcast on Spotify, which has shortened up the content considerably. And so the contact form down at the bottom of the page is now much easier to get to. I look forward to hearing from you, and I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.